Welcome to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast, where we talk all things fitness, nutrition, and wellness for women to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. And now, your hosts, Laura Jackson and Amanda Quinn. Welcome everyone to Fitchick's Chat. I'm Amanda Quinn and on today's episode I have the amazing Lori Kennedy joining me. Hi Lori. Hello. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. So guys, I have Lori joining us again and we are going to be talking about this really cool topic that she is going to break down for you. It's going to be about basically the health experts business model. So it's all about these pillars that she's going to walk you through these steps on basically how to build a profitable business. So like, listen up, get ready to take some notes. (laughs) So why don't we just dive in? Because I know there's a lot of content and we don't have a lot of time. So Lori, what exactly, like, first of all, though, I guess before we even get into the pillars, what sort of made you kind of create these pillars? Like, what is it about the pillars that kind of makes sense for you, for your business? And how did you create it? Um, truthfully, and this is a topic that I love to talk about and I get really fired up about. The reason that we created these pillars is because... I, can, I by, by profession, I'm a registered holistic nutritionist. And before yeah. that, I was a personal trainer. And I've been in health and wellness my whole life. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I didn't know anything about business, like actual business. And mm-hmm. so when I started my nutrition practice, and even my personal training business to a lesser degree, just because I was in a box gym and I didn't have to do a lot of the things, right. um, I did the tactics that I was taught. So I got a business card and I made a brochure and I got a website and I did a free talk and I was doing all of these very tactical things without having a deep understanding of why I was doing them and how they all sort of strung together to then get me what I really wanted, which was clients. Yeah. And so when these tactical things didn't work, I jumped to new tactics and guess what happened? Those didn't work either. So because I didn't really understand Mm -hmm. the fundamentals of business. And if we strip away what we're all doing, like what I do in my business and what you do in your business and what, you know, the guru of the moment does in their business, we're all, if we're, if we're truly running profitable businesses that have been around for more than I would say five years, yeah. we're all doing the same fundamentals. We just use the tactics of the moment to be able to scale the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. So I really like to think of the tactics as like tools. Like one of the most common questions I get from people in my community is like, should I build my website on Wix or WordPress? I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. Do you know the purpose of a website? Do you know how to optimize the website for leads and yeah. clients? Because yeah. if the answer to that question is no, it's really not going to matter whether you use Wix or WordPress. Right. Like yeah. those things don't matter. If you don't understand how to actually utilize your website and how to set up your website and the fundamentals of what, of what a website is, mm-hmm. the platform isn't, isn't going to matter. It's the same not thing. The magic, yeah. It's like, not like the magic pill. Exactly. It's like people ask all the time, should I use click funnels or lead pages? And yeah. I'm like, well, why don't you show me your messaging first? 
Like okay. show me the words and show me the language because the tactic click funnels or lead pages, the tool is irrelevant. If you don't understand the steps that go into building a funnel and how to actually use language and story and persuasion and all of that stuff to actually uh, build your funnel, the tactic webinar, click funnels, lead pages, Instagram, social media, none of that matters. Exactly. And so I get really fired up because we see this. I mean, we have tens of thousands of people in our community and, and I see these kinds of questions all the time. And I'm like, well, instead of spending 30 minutes, you know, researching Wix or WordPress, you know, why don't you go watch a video on website optimization? But nobody thinks about that because they don't understand they, because it's like the fundamentals of business aren't taught anywhere, especially to health professionals and fitness professionals. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you wouldn't go, you know, teach a client how to squat without understanding the squat mechanics. Mm -hmm. Well, why are you going to start up a business without understanding the business mechanics like of the fundamentals? And so when we came up with the health expert business model, it really was after, you know, looking at what I had done in my own business and the repetitive um, actions that I was taking in either my nutrition niche or in the business that I do now, which is essentially business coaching, the model is the exact same. Like what I did in my nutrition business and what I do now is literally the exact same. Mm -hmm. And it would be the exact same as as if I went and started a plumbing business. The fundamentals of what I do don't change. It's just the messaging and the tactics of the moment that change. And so that's why we came up with this because it was a really easy way for us to teach health and fitness professionals across the board um, about business so that they could then understand how to use the tactics to leverage and scale. Definitely. No, that, that's so, you're so right on with that because it's like, it is just that. It's like so many people are just looking at like the surface value of the things that they just need. Like, oh, I just, I need a group, a Facebook group. I need this page. I need this. I need that. But they have no strategy behind it. There's nothing deeper than just the elements and they don't actually know what to do with them and how to execute yes. against them. And one thing I love that you said too was just that it's like the tactics of the moment. Because one of the things that we say to all of our students as well is like, you know, regardless of what it is that you're doing, you have to stay on top of those tactics as well. Like the, cause the fundamentals don't change, but the tactics do. So that's where you have to kind of, you have to pay attention to that because they are shifting, especially if you're doing an online business, they shift all the time. Things are changing yes. rapid pace. And so if you're not paying attention to that side, but you have to have the fundamentals in place first. Like you have to have the understanding of how to use it and then you figure out what's, what tool is going to help you get there faster. What's what tool is going to help you relay your message faster or help your users get to that end result faster. And that's when you keep updating your tools, but you don't necessarily change the fundamentals. Yeah. And two things that are important to note here. Number one, when you don't have a solid understanding of the fundamentals and Mm -hmm. you're just focused on the tactics and they don't work, obviously, because yeah. <laughs> you don't know how to use them, mm-hmm. you you yourself are not a failure. Like you yourself aren't a bad coach. Your program doesn't suck. It's just that you skipped a step. Yeah. Right? It's like, again, if you were to, you know, take a client who doesn't know how to squat and get them to start doing some type of advanced moves, like mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to do it. It's not that they can't ever do it. It's just that they skipped steps. 
Yeah. They're not strong enough. They're not functionally inclined. Um, and then number two, yes, it's so important to stay on top of the tactics. And when the tactics change, it becomes so easy for you to pivot because you immediately understand. Like yeah. you understand how to use, you know, the newest live streaming platform because it's just it's like whether it's Facebook or it's Instagram, sure, there's etiquette on each platform, sure, but it's not just flipping the camera on and recording. Like there's nuances to it that um, apply across the board. And so when there is a new tactic or when your account gets shut down or something happens, it's so easy for you to pivot because you're not reliant on the tactic. You just pick up your fundamental and you just move it over here. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, so cool. So, okay, so let's dive in because I know you've got these five pillars that I think, like, I know them, we practice them as well as we can. <laughs> and like, you know, I look at this and I'm like, oh my gosh, everyone needs to know this. So what is the first pillar in terms of, um, in terms of your plan? Yeah. So in the health expert business model, the first pillar is pillar one, which is attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether you have a business online or offline, but more specifically online, it's really important that you focus in on an ideal client. So you focus in on attracting and working with a specific type of person for that they have a specific problem that you can solve. Mm-hmm. And really understanding how to attract them, we use um, a formula called the social media uh, celebrity accelerator, meaning that you have certain stories and you have a persona that then you can use across the board to basically accelerate your influence and use to attract only the right type of clients into your world. If you don't understand this and you don't understand and you don't have deep clarity on your ideal client, likely your business isn't going to be able to gain traction Mm -hmm. and you will always be on the hunt for the next client because there's no momentum there. There is no mechanism in place to work to use social media to attract those people into your world. And when I say into your world, what I really mean is on your email list. Like you can have followers across social media and that's amazing and it's certainly helpful, but at the end of the day, um, we need to still, still, because email is still important, um, build up an email list. And so we want to have, we don't want to have all of our eggs in one basket. So like whether that's an email list or that's your Facebook group at this point, you still need an audience of people. Yeah. And you can't do anything else until you have that. So that's why that is pillar one. And what do you say, because this is like a big thing that comes up with a lot of people is the whole idea of like, you know, when people think they want to attract their ideal client, they get really confused about the, about who they're attracting. They start trying to be like, but I want to help everybody. And they feel very nervous about repelling the people that are not their ideal client. So then they start opening it up and then they, they don't have clarity with their message, right? Because then all of a sudden they're saying, well, I work with everybody. I do fitness for everybody. I do nutrition for everybody because I don't want to, um, you know, repel or like, you know, 
I guess not insult. That's not the right Ostracize. word. Ostracize. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> like, I couldn't remember the right word, but they, like they don't want to feel like they're pushing people away. So they're like opening it up and then they're like wondering why they're hustling so hard. How do you work right. with your clients like that when they have that understanding and how do you switch that mindset? So I'm going to actually, it's a really good, it's a really good question. And we get that a lot. Let me actually give you the five pillars and then I can explain it better. Okay. So, because it, it, it'll make sense when I explain it together as a whole. Mm-hmm. So pillar number one, as I said, is attract. And then, yeah. so when you, when you use free content to pull people into your world, whether that's your email list or your Facebook group, then you need a way, which is pillar number two, to educate and nurture. So it's educate and edutain and nurture them. Yeah. Um, this is where you make the connection between their current pain point and the root cause of the pain point and the fact that you have a solution that fixes or heals or supports the root cause. Mm-hmm. This is when they would then be able to self-select and say, oh, like I don't have any of those pains. You're not for me. Yeah. And they would unsubscribe or they would leave or they would refer their friend Sally who does have those pains because she complains about it all the time. Yeah. Right? And so that's pillar two. And then pillar three, because we've done pillar one and pillar two correctly, this person, this ideal client is now ready to have an enrollment conversation. They've stayed on your list. They've consumed your content. They're like, oh, totally. I have this problem. I want to get rid of it. Clearly you have a solution because you seem to understand everything about me. Yeah. You know, from like what I like to eat and my fears and like what my husband's going to say and like all these things. <laughs> what I'm so thinking. Now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm ready to have an enrollment conversation. And so that's pillar number three. Mm-hmm. And then pillar number four is, so pillar number three would be enroll. And then pillar number four would be automated program delivery. And so this is where, this is where your business has the ability to scale. And this is why it's so critical for you to focus on an ideal client. Mm-hmm. Because your program that you create classifies you as an expert and positions you as a leader. And your program solves one problem, whether that's they want to get lean or they want to put on weight or they want to get rid of inflammation. Like there's no, think about when you design a workout routine, you have to know what the end result is in order for you to properly design a workout routine. Yeah. And if you have 30 different end results, you're designing 30 different workout routines and that takes a lot of time versus you only ever working with someone who wants to have a booty and you have one program that you know works that you can slightly modify here and there and answer some questions and like give recommendations. But like now you have a hundred women in front of you who are like, yeah, I want a booty. (laughs) How much easier is life? So much easier because then you only ever have to talk to them. You get to know them so well and your program is done. And now you can actually work with a hundred women and it's not taking you seven hours per client at home to then go and create these, you know, personalized workout plans. Cause this one wants forearms and this one wants triceps and this one wants chest and this one wants a booty and this one wants abs. Those are all individual workout plans. Like you will not be able to grow a profitable business like that. 
And you'll be and struggling constantly. You'll, constantly. you'll be constantly struggling because you will have people coming in and out of your world. You'll be constantly struggling trying to balance out any kind of like lifetime work effort. Like all of that will just be out the window. Yes. And you won't ever get known for something. Yeah. Like that's the thing. You won't have measurable impact. You will not have a community of 500 women with amazing bumps you know, <laughs> that like all love you and are like, dying for you <laughs> buy anything that you sell because you've transformed their butt. Yeah. Right. And so, and then pillar number five is ongoing care. So after they've done your bum program and they love you, they want to work with you. They want to continue to be in your world. And so we have something called the boomerang effect where you like throw them out and you bring them back because what happens after they're done your bum program? Yeah. You create the next program and they buy that too, right? Mm-hmm. And you create yeah. the next thing and they buy that all around this idea of like body transformation versus like shoulder rehab. That's a different ICA. Yeah. Right? So Definitely. it's a really important thing to remember that you're actually not in service to your clients if you spread yourself too thin and if your message is general because, and I've been a trainer and I've been a nutritionist and I've done it both ways in terms of like one off and all of that. Mm -hmm. There's no possible way you can show up as your best when you're spread thin. There's no possible way. Yeah. Right. And so with these five pillars, if you reverse engineer them based off of, okay, who's my ideal client? Mm -hmm. What is the problem that they think that they have? what is the root cause of that problem and what can I put together in an eight to 12 week program that can then solve that. Mm -hmm. And when you have these pillars in place, all you then need to do is just continuously create attraction based content to keep pulling women who want better bums into your world. And you can grow and grow and grow and grow because there's no shortage of women who want better bums. (laughs) And, yeah, for sure. and then, and then it's easy for you, but I find that I would say 97% of health and fitness professionals, they don't have this set up. Mm-hmm. They don't understand it. And so yeah. they're trying to better bums, better shoulders, flat abs, you know, lose weight, da, 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 like all yeah. the things and they're tired and they're not getting anywhere. Yeah, they're tired. They're not getting anywhere. They're struggling to find clients. They're hustling, running around from client to client, gym to gym, etc. And they're just wondering why it's so difficult. Yeah. And it's really, and it really just boils down to like, I love that your number one pillar is about the ideal client because that really is like, if you don't have that. And I talked to this about our fitness with in our fitness, our fitness and nutrition expert program. We have like a little bit of a business module at the end, and this is the main thing that we talk about. Is like if you don't have this, if you don't have that clarity from the beginning of who you're talking to. It's going to cause you frustration through every aspect of your business because then you every marketing message should be coming speaking directly to your ideal client. Every social media post should be speaking directly to your ideal client. Every email that you send, every program you build, everything is speaking to them into that one problem. So if you don't have that, you're literally like you need to just stop and like go back and do that one thing so that then you can build off of there. Yes. 100%. And, and I get that fear completely of like, well, I can help everyone, but so what, just cause you can doesn't mean that that's the best thing to do. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. it's like, 
like I said before, like you're not, you're not in service. It's not helpful to anyone if you know a little bit about a lot, (laughs) right? It's much more helpful if you forget everything that you know and just focus in on becoming like a true expert in this one area. You will be able to grow a bigger business faster and have such a deeper impact if you, if you switch your mindset around and say, you know what, I want to become an expert in this particular thing. And not only from like the physiology perspective and like learning, you know, science and movement and mechanics and all that, but also really understanding who that client is, like really diving deep mm-hmm. into who they are and what they believe and what they need to understand and their, their um, incorrect assumptions about fitness and life and health and all of their challenges and all of their blocks because we know it's, it's really easy to give a protocol. It's really easy to give a program. The hardest part is getting clients to actually do it. Yeah. So if you don't understand the, the, a day in a life of that client, you're not going to be able to coach them to success. You're just handing them a sheet of paper that has exercises on it. That's not helpful. Yeah, no, for sure. And now what do you say, like in pillar two, when you're talking about the educated nurture, like that's really about like getting the people to then take action, like to go from one list to the other, to, you know, to go to your email list, to nurture them so that they feel heard, they feel understood. And then eventually they get to a place where they want to purchase, they want to enroll. So what do you say is like the strong, the area that most people struggle with in that area and how do you correct that? Yeah. So, um, the, the specific thing that they struggle with the most is just teaching because that's our natural state as coaches, as experts, you know, is to, okay, here's what's wrong with you. And go into the science of it and talk to them about what they need to do and just be mm-hmm. very teacherish, very clinical. Right. And specifically when you have an online business, the, the intention should be to get them to know you as the coach and to get them to understand why nothing that they've tried before has worked. And how it's not their fault. And so if all that you do is teach, 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 okay, so let's say it is booty, right? And you're like, these are the muscles and these are the exercises and like, this is the equipment that you need and here's seven different like booty workouts. Like that's fine and that's needed, but without addressing the emotional components of body image and how they feel about themselves and Mm -hmm. your own experiences with like a flat bum and (laughs) you know or whatever right like no I like that we're using booty as the example it's great (laughs) it's funny right (laughs) that's what came to mind Um, (laughs) but like without them getting to know you it's just free content Like there's no difference. They can go, I mean, look, like there's no shortage of booty videos on YouTube. Yeah. Right. So what's the difference? What's the difference maker? It's that you validate their experiences as a human being. That's the difference. It's Mm -hmm. that 
they read your words and they're like, wow, like she knows me. She understands how I feel about my body. (laughs) That's what's going to get them to pull out their credit card. Because again, there's no shortage of free booty workouts on YouTube. Yeah. But the reason they're going to pay you, I don't know, whatever it is, like however many dollars it is, doesn't matter, is because you've validated their feelings. You've shown up for them and you are going to hold them accountable to actually following through. Definitely. No, for sure. It's like you want your, you want your ideal client to be like reading it and going, that's me, like putting their hand up and being like, oh my gosh, she gets it. She understands me. And even if the experience isn't exactly the same, even if your experience, because every human has a different experience and they mm-hmm. process it differently, but it's about, it's about sharing your experiences so that they can see themselves within you and they can see that you understand where they're coming from so that they feel heard. Because I think that that's the thing that so many people just desire, right? Is to feel heard in this world. Like they just want to yeah. feel like their voice matters, their message matters, their story matters. So they need to be heard and they need to be understood. And then from that point on, it's just about nurturing them and bringing them in, like you said, into your world a little bit more every time. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I know that there's um, a challenge around showing up as like a persona, mm-hmm. um, but we're in the reality of 2019 where it matters. It really does matter. And that's the tactic, mm-hmm. right? So it does matter um, that you have that you teach a little bit, that you're yourself, that you show credibility, that you show vulnerability. And it's not all straight up like a one dimensional way of doing things where you need to be like 3D, right? And you need to do like, let's just say like three teaching posts and then like one of you with like your smoothie all over your shirt. Like it matters. This stuff matters. And when you don't understand how to use the content you're not going to gain traction. You're just using the tactic without understanding how to use it. Yeah. When you're speaking about like how you show up though, you know, I had an interesting conversation. So as you know, we talked about this before we went live, we were talking how Laura and I just got back from the ClickFunnels conference in Nashville last week. And Mm -hmm. so when we were there on the way back, we actually got stuck in an airport for like a 24 hour window. We ended up like meeting these guys from Germany that were also stuck. They missed the flight and, uh, one of them was, he described himself as like the Tony Robbins of Germany, which is like the funniest thing I've ever heard. He was amazing. Such a cool guy. So cool. Like does speaking engagements, does um, like all the same types of trainings and stuff. Anyways, he was looking at our social media and he was like, oh, but I think he's like, it's good. And your message is good. He's like, but you need to show up. You need to be more sexy. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, I don't feel, I don't connect to that at all. What do you think? And the reason why I'm bringing this up is I want your opinion on when people feel that pressure, especially women, I find they have that pressure sometimes to feel like they have to show up like everybody else. You know what? It's really interesting. And I think if you were to ask a woman about to like do your social media, it might be different um, Mm -hmm. versus like the whole sexy thing. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So here's my honest answer. Yeah. You show up in the way that would best attract your ideal clients and your ideal clients usually should be ideal to you and who you actually are so that there's no difference between who you are on Instagram and who you are in real life. Yeah. Right. And so this is a branding conversation, but one of the things that I feel really strongly about is you get to decide your persona and it should be 
pretty closely linked to who you are. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because I've given a lot of intention to my quote unquote brand. Mm -hmm. And we were actually talking about this today in one of my coaching calls with one of like my higher level clients. And we were talking about the, um, what you said, like how you feel like you need to show up in a certain way to attract a certain type of clientele Mm-hmm. Because she she works with um, this client who's very low maintenance, who you know wears hoodies and like sweatpants all day. She yeah. works with very affluent women, and we were talking about how you know the question was, does she have to show up glossy and shiny and design her clothes? And I'm like, I don't think you do. Mm-hmm. I think you need to have a presence that's commanding. I don't necessarily think in this day and age that you have to look like Kim Kardashian. And I'll give you a perfect example of that. And her name is Sarah Blakely and she's the founder of Spanx. And if, and if I've ever seen anyone who is a hot mess, it would be her. It would be her. The hottest of hot messes I have ever in my life scene and sure she <laughs> up sometimes I don't know her personally obviously I just see her on Instagram <laughs> but like sure she cleans up when she has to go to work things and she puts heels on but like she shows how she went on like the I don't know some crazy morning show with her dress on backwards <laughs> like actually backwards <laughs> who does that how do you get I put my yoga pants on backwards the other day. But yoga pants for like a dress. Yeah. How do you even do that? Yeah, I don't even know. Like, she, she's just, she drives this like crazy, crazy big, like shaggy mobile car. And she's a hot mess all the time. <laughs> and she's the founder of Spanx. Yeah. You know, so I, I think in this day and age, you get to be who you are. And there, that will attract people who resonate with you. Mm-hmm. You know, like I thought about that too. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to years ago, obviously when I was like, I'm going to start doing more video and more lives. If I had to put makeup on and shower, frankly, it would never <laughs> happen. The lives wouldn't happen. I need to be able to look exactly like how I look right now and yeah. turn the camera on and go live. And the fact that I'm, <laughs> the fact that I know how to attract my ideal client because I know them through and through. I have stories that relate to them. I can educate them in a way that they're able to take action. We're supportive. All of the things that we do supersedes my appearance and my spelling mistakes, right? (laughs) Like it supersedes that. And I actually don't want people in my community who vow like, who look at me and go, like, Ugh. oh, you're a hot mess. Yeah. You're a hot, well, yeah. you can think I'm a hot mess, but that's part of it. Like, that's yeah. all part of the whole, like, that's part of the shtick. That's, that's who you are. But that's who <laughs> I, I am. Think you're a hot mess. Whatever. You know what I mean. No, but I, like, it's fine. But <laughs> there's just no way that I could, I don't have the energy to be anyone else. Right. Because when you see me in the hockey arena, I'm going to look exactly like this. Yeah. Right? Exactly. And so I think the benefit of social media these days is that you actually do get to be exactly who you are. No longer do you have to put on like a white collared blouse and like be like wear a blazer and like be all profesh. Yeah. That's actually, that turns people away. 
definitely like that. So I think you just get to be who you are. I love that. So then in the next pillar, when we were talking about like having the conversation of enrollment, right? Like that's pillar number three. Yeah. Pillar number three. What do you say? Like, because the conversation of enrollment basically comes down to, in my mind, when you're talking about enrollment and people are interested, they're like, okay, I want this. I know you have the solution to my problem. I find sometimes this is where people start shutting down because then they get nervous because they think, oh, well, you just buy my program. They start getting like a little bit shy and weird about like asking for the sale because they're like, I'm not a salesperson. I don't know how, you know, one of the things that I say to our students is like, you know, don't think of it as a salesperson. Think of it as like you're a solution provider. Like you're literally providing the solution that these people desire. As long as the program that you're offering is actually going to get them the results that they desire, then you cannot feel bad about taking value for the value that you're providing, taking Mm -hmm. money for the value that you're providing. So how do you, in, in terms of that pillar, like how do you feel people transition? Where do you think they get stuck? I think that people who, I think, first of all, I think we're always going to have that level of, can I charge this much? Um, Because I find that most of us who go into this type of profession would do it for free. So there always is going to be a certain level of, I just want to help you. I'll do whatever it takes. Like, I don't care. Right. Here's the thing. When you charge a lot of money for your program, you actually have the bandwidth to go over and above Mm -hmm. because you're financially set, right? Mm -hmm. So versus charging, you know, $47 and, and having to work with a hundred clients, you can't really ever go over and above because you literally don't have the time. Right. And the thing about this, the conversation is, and I've seen this shift in our clients when you take time and energy to produce something that you are like, this is good, like you know it's <laughs> good, and you've beta tested it, and your clients have gotten you results or sent you results, you don't have an issue, yeah. right? You don't have an issue because the intention of a sales conversation is to actually qualify the person to determine if, in fact, they are the best fit for this program. And if you are the best fit for them, mm-hmm. and if not, you, you refer them elsewhere. Yes. You don't just take them on because you need the money. That's yes. I think, where are out of integrity. And that's where we start running into those feelings of, I don't want to be salesy. There's no convincing needed. If you've done pillar one and two properly, Mm-hmm. there really is no convincing and the person shows up to the conversation being like, I totally understand how could they ask, like they convince you that they should work with you. Yeah. But it's when you don't know who your ideal client is and you're unsure of your message and you're not sure if your program works, which all happens at the beginning. Yeah. And the only way to get through that is just to continuously do it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. The only way to get to the other side to feel confident is to have more at bats. It's the only way. Right. No, yeah. That's so true. So true. And I think, you know, when you said like, there's no convincing needed. I think if you do have to convince someone, if, if you're literally like trying to convince them, then you know, it's not the right program for them. So don't even bother. Like if you feel like there's any convincing needed, don't even bother with the sale. Like just like you said, refer them. And I think from an integrity standpoint, I agree with you. I'm the same. Every sales call I have, it's like, it's, it's about making sure that I can truly actually help this person. If I can't, 
I yeah. would let them know because there's nothing worse than someone having to going through your program and they're doing it out of spite because they paid for it. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's a difference between learning how to overcome objections and convincing. Yeah. So I just want to make that distinction because we have a lot of right. people in our in our program who are like, can you help with objections? Yeah. That's not convincing. Objections are based in fear. Yeah. They might be the right fit, but because you're likely not the first line of defense, you're not the first person that they've tried. They do come to you with a heavy dose of skepticism mm -hmm. and a lack of confidence. And a fear that this might not work for them. Yeah. And so learning actually how to overcome objections and how to hold space for that person so they feel safe expressing the fear, which shows up as an objection, and you being able to have language to help them work through the objection to then actually determine if they then are the right fit that's very different than having to convince someone. Yeah. And the only other thing I'll say about the convincing part is if you're feeling like there's a lot of confusion and, and you're convincing, I would go back and look at pillar one and pillar two mm -hmm. um, because that you, by the time they get to an enrollment conversation, they should come with a full understanding of what their problem is. Yeah. And if they're not, then that's on you to go back and fix your messaging. Yeah, because yeah. you're not attracting the right people in the first place. You're not yeah. attracting the right people, and your messaging is confusing. It's not clear, and so they're oh, showing okay. up confused, mm -hmm. and then you have to convince them, and it's just a big ball of confusion. Yeah, definitely. Now, with Pillar 4, when we're talking about automated program delivery, I mean, we'll just touch on this quickly because I think this is so key for, like, scaling your business like you were talking about because it's like – if you are doing everything manual and you are constantly, and I know a lot of health professionals that are listening right now are thinking that like, oh, that's me. <laughs> I'm always building out personalized programs and this, that. that's cool, but you really won't be able to scale your business. And so how do you recommend people get started with actually doing the automation? Um, I would look at what are you doing now? You know, if you haven't had any client experience, this is harder. It's harder to put together a methodology. Mm -hmm. And the reason that it's harder is because you don't have any, you don't have any frame of reference. So when I was, for example, working in the gym and I had a lot of clients coming to me who did, they wanted to, you know, improve their leg tone and their bum and all of that stuff. So I just did the same things with them. You know, there's... Mm -hmm fundamental movements that you do to increase quadriceps and hamstrings and like butt muscles, yeah. right? <laughs> and you just do them and yeah. you can, you know, use a band or you can use a machine or you can use a whatever. But, and so I would then put together a program that I could then use as my baseline program for any client who then wanted the same outcome. And of course we would modify, mm -hmm. but it's not like I had to go and create a program from scratch every time. Yeah. I didn't. I had the fundamentals of the program. And mm -hmm. so when you think about your program, you always have to start with the end in mind. And that is, what is the problem that you're fixing? It's like, if, it's kind of like if you think about, you know, um, putting together uh, like a piece of Ikea furniture, right? The person who wrote the instructions had to know what the end result looked like in order to write the instructions. Right. There's no way that someone 
especially Ikea, could put together a chair without first seeing the chair put together. Yeah. So that they can then take it apart and then put it back together again. And so yeah. when you think about your program, you have to know what the end, the specific end result is so that you can think about, okay, what are the lessons? What are the handouts? What are the action tasks that my client needs to do in order to have a finished chair? Definitely. Otherwise, you'll just grasp at straws. Definitely. No, that totally makes sense. And then with pillar five, it kind of leads into my next question. Pillar four and five kind of go together because it's really about like what you were saying, like you have this, you have this program, you have it built out and it's like, this is your program and you can personalize it slightly. But really, I believe that pillar five is about like offering them the next step. It's like, okay, now they're going through this program and it's like, okay, but maybe they do want more personalized. Maybe they do want to be like one-on-one coaching. They need that accountability. They need all these things. That's really, in my opinion, what you're saying is pillar five, which is, you know, allowing yourself to be like, okay, I'm going to offer you this next level. I'm going to offer you this next opportunity, still leading though to the same end result. So still giving the same end result, still focusing so that your messaging doesn't get confusing. You're not confusing anything. It's still leading to that end result, but it's offering that next level or that next step. Yes, exactly. Because the one thing that is really important to understand when you're working with clients, especially online, Mm -hmm. most clients don't have the fundamental moves down, right? So your automated signature program really should cover the fundamentals, the basics. It's, you know, I gave the example before, like if the person doesn't know how to squat you know, you're not going to do like crazy, I don't even know what, like, like open- Turkish get-ups or anything. Yeah, like that. You're not going to do like, you know, pistol squats with someone who can't squat. Yeah. Right. You're not going to do that. So if you think about the specific problem that you solve and you think about, okay, what are the, you know, five to 10 fundamental things that every client needs to do before I can even personalize, like before I can dive deeper, that's the automated signature program. That's how you can help people at scale. And then, um, and then when you're, sorry, my doorbell is here. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. We can pause it here. Pause it. Okay. Yeah. One second. It's okay. They don't have, when they don't have those key fundamentals, you know, our instinct is to like personalize and go deep, except yeah. Again, if they can't squat and they can't do a plank, you know, and they can't lunge, what are you going to do with them? Like, as the example, if they're not drinking water and they, you know, eat a standard American diet, honestly and truly, like, what level of personalization could you actually give to them? And so the automated program delivery is like the baseline. And then after that, they're like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to go deeper. I've gotten some results. They're, they're bought in. Yeah. They trust you. They like you. And now they want to work with you like hardcore. This yeah. is where you can have a higher level, more intense, longer program with them that, you know, maybe it is a six month program or maybe it's three months, but it's like way more intense and you're providing them with like a higher level of care. You're charging them a lot because they've bought in. Yeah. And so if you have just those two things in your business, that automated signature program, and then that next level of care, that's really all you need. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just, you know, and the one thing, and I know um, Russell Brunson actually said this, and it's so true. And it was like, 
if your clients are not buying something from you, it's because you're not offering them something. Like, because mm-hmm. oftentimes we just get stuck with this idea of like, we just have this one program and that's what we're going to offer. But then we don't have that next level. And like, like you said, like when they're bought in and they're on board and you've given them the results that they desire and they know, like, and trust you, like you need to be offering them something else. You need to be giving them some opportunity to continue down that path, to continue to work with you. And if you're not, then you're kind of doing them a disservice because they're looking for the next level elsewhere. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Lori, thank you so much for sharing all this. I mean, it's, it's so true what you were saying in the very beginning that it's like, guys, it's not about the tactics. It's about the fundamentals. If you don't understand how to use these things and how to actually run like the, I guess like the underlying stuff mm-hmm. of your business, the other stuff, the, what kind of websites you're building and what kind of social media you're using and all this doesn't really matter at all. <laughs> yeah, so, no, totally. So Lori, why don't you tell our listeners though, how they can find out more about your wellness business yes. academy program. So the best place to actually find out any information, well, there's two. So Instagram for sure. Um, You can come and hang out with me on Instagram. I'm at Lori Kennedy Inc. And then the other place would just be going to our website, which is thewellnessbusinesshub.com. And then on there, we have our own podcast and just any um, programs that we're running that could potentially help you. Awesome. Perfect. Well, thank you again, Lori, so much for your time. And guys, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week. If you love the show, we would love if you could head over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and review to help spread the Fit Chicks love. We release a new episode every Tuesday and Thursday, so please be sure to subscribe so that you never miss 